Good afternoon, everyone. Once again, today we give thanks to God that we can be together to worship our triune God. May our Heavenly Father use this worship service for the upbuilding of our faith. We welcome all guests joining us this afternoon. Council's announcement this afternoon is that this afternoon's service will be led by our pastor, Reverend Julius Vince Bronson. And in preparation for worship, we will praise our God with a singing of Psalm 97, the stanzas 3 and 4. begin this worship service by together confessing our dependence on the Lord. Our help is the name of the Lord, who remains heaven and earth. Amen. Grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come, and from the seven spirits who are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, and the ruler of kings on earth. Amen. We'll now sing together Psalm 34, stanza 1.
now together with the Church of all ages and all places in the world, profess our Catholic undoubted faith with the words of the Apostles' Creed as we sing them in hymn one. Gracious and almighty God, we thank you that you have revealed your glory to us. Thank you that we may stand up, profess our faith in all that you have revealed to us. To our Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, almighty, gracious, and loving God. Thank you, Father, that we have the opportunity to worship you, to do this in freedom. We pray that you will strengthen us and comfort us in our worship. We may also open ears to hear what you declare to us. We pray that your word may come to us in in our own unique situations and wherever we are in our lives and different things that we are dealing with, whether we are struggling with injury or illness or sorrow, whether we are rejoicing in blessings that you have given to us in special ways in our own lives or the lives of our families, lives of our loved ones. We ask, Father, that your word may guide us also as we are struggling to live according to your will in a world full of temptations, struggles, and opposition. We need your spirit to guide us. We pray that 
through the reading of your word and its proclamation, we may be led on our led to our knees in worship, that Jesus Christ's name may be exalted, not just in our words, but also in the way that we live our lives. We pray for those who know the truth, know the gospel, but are wandering away from this truth. We ask, Father, that you will have mercy on those who are walking away from glorious gospel of salvation in Jesus Christ, that you will work powerfully in their hearts that they may return to you in humility, love. We ask that you will bless the, those who are under church discipline, that you will guide these members as well to repentance and bless the office bearers as they also call and exhort and admonish those who are walking away, to, to return to you in repentance. We ask, Father, that you will also be with Christians in all places of the world where there is outright and a violent persecution. We know, Father, that as we read the news and also as different Christian news networks are sharing Stories that come to us from so many different places in the world. We, we know that Christians are suffering physically because of their faith. Also suffering the way that they are being treated. We ask, Father, that you will sustain these Christians. Sustain all those who are seeking to follow you. Work powerfully through the preaching of the gospel and through the the witness of their lives as well. Many may see and understand the good news that we may celebrate again this afternoon. We ask that you will work powerfully in the hearts of those who are also outrightly attacking and persecuting your church in different ways. Father, we pray that you will open their eyes to understand what they are doing, to bring them to repentance as well. It is truly our desire, Lord, that many people may join us in worshiping you, not only in our time here on earth, but for all eternity. And we ask that we may be instruments in your hands for this glorification of your name. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. This afternoon we will read several passages in Scripture that speak of boasting, whether we boast in the Lord and what that looks like, and what we're able to boast in. And the first of those passages is Jeremiah 9. Jeremiah 9. I believe I switched the, the digits on the liturgy sheet, so it should be Jeremiah 9, verse 23, to Jeremiah 10, verse 10. And if you'd like to read along, you can find those verses on page 638 in the Bible in the pew in front of you. 
Jeremiah 9, verse 23. Thus says the Lord, let not the wise man boast in his wisdom, let not the mighty man boast in his might, let not the rich man boast in his riches, but let him who boasts boast in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord who practices steadfast love, justice and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, declares the Lord. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will punish all those who are circumcised merely in the flesh, Egypt, Judah, Edom, the sons of Ammon, Moab, and all who dwell in the desert, who cut the corners of their hair. For all these nations are uncircumcised, and all the house of Israel are uncircumcised in heart. Hear the word that the Lord speaks to you, O house of Israel. Thus says the Lord, learn not the way of the nations, nor be dismayed at the signs of the heavens, because the nations are dismayed at them. For the customs of the peoples are vanity. A tree from the forest is cut down and worked with an axe by the hands of a craftsman. They decorate it with silver and gold. They fasten it with hammer and nails so that it cannot move. Their idols are like scarecrows in, in a cucumber field, and they cannot speak. They have to be carried, for they cannot walk. Do not be afraid of them, for they cannot do evil. Neither is it in them to do good. There is none like you, O Lord. You are great, and your name is great in might. Who would not fear you, O King of the nations? For this is your due. For among all the wise ones of the nations and in all their kingdoms, there is none like you. They are both stupid and foolish. The instruction of idols is but wood. Beaten silver is brought from Tarshish and gold from Uphaz. They are the work of the craftsmen and of the hands of the goldsmith. Their clothing is violet and purple. They are all the work of skilled men. But the Lord is the true God. He is the living God and the everlasting King. At his wrath the earth quakes and the nations cannot endure his indignation. And you can see also in this context, verse 23, I know, O Lord, that the way of man is not in himself, that it is not in man who walks to direct his steps. We'll also read, turn to the New Testament and read two passages uh, from there. Again, we'll invert the order and start with the Romans passage. Romans 3, verse 27 to 4, verse 8. Romans 3, verse 27. Speaking of the righteousness that comes to us from outside of us in God, context of this righteousness of God through faith, the question is asked in verse 27, then what becomes of our boasting? It is excluded. But what, by what kind of law? By a law of works? No, but by the law of faith. For we hold that one is justified by faith apart from works of the law. Or is God the God of Jews only? Is he not the God of Gentiles also? Yes, of Gentiles also, since God is one who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith. Do we then overthrow the law by this faith? By no means. On the contrary, we uphold the law. What then shall we say was gained by Abraham our forefather according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. 
Now to the one who works, his wages are not counted as a gift, but as his due. And to the one who does not work, but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted as righteousness. Just as David also speaks of the blessing of the one to whom God counts righteousness apart from works, blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord will not count his sin. And then we'll turn to the next book in the New Testament, 1 Corinthians. We'll read chapter 1, verse 26, to chapter 2, verse 5. The context of some divisions in the church and people claiming a special right in the church based on their teachers. The Lord reminds us that the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. And in verse 26 we read, For consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise according to worldly standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But God shows what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God shows what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God shows what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are, so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. And because of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption, so that as it is written, let the one who boasts Boast in the Lord. And I, when I came to you, brothers, did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling. And my speech and my message were not plausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. As far as the reading of Holy Scripture, we'll now sing together a Psalm 20, stanzas uh, 3 and 4, and the psalm speaks of the difference. Some boast in horses and some in chariots, but we boast in the name of the Lord our God. Psalm 20, stanzas 3 and 4. 